Welcome to the podcast, The Winning Combo, your home for wisdom on marketing and sales success. Featuring your host, Keith Washoe from Research Triangle Park, North Carolina, and Vijay Damojaprapu from Silicon Valley, California. From coast to coast, let the wisdom begin so you can become a winner. Here are your hosts, Keith and Vijay. Welcome to the Winning Combo Sales and Marketing Success Podcast. I'm your host, Keith Washoe, here in Research Triangle Park, alongside my co-host, Vijay Damachaprapu out of Silicon Valley. We're very excited to bring you our 14th podcast and the first one of the new year, 2020, and this time with a very special guest, a super sales leader and entrepreneur. We're excited to have John Rosar here, who's the CEO of RevGen out of Raleigh, North Carolina. Now, John is a very passionate person who cares deeply about people and about team building. He's been part of three successful startups, including ShareFile, SalesSource, and RevGen, all of which include creating sales and marketing systems for outbound sales teams. So really a perfect expert for our Winning Combo podcast around marketing and sales success. So John, it's an honor to have you here. We're excited to bring you on the show to share your wisdom and advice on your sales and leadership career. Welcome to the podcast. How you doing? Hey, I'm good. Thanks, Keith. EJ, very uh, glad to be here. Honored to be the first in 2020. And uh, yeah, looking forward to it. Thanks, guys. Super. Great to have you here. Get ready, everyone. He's going to give you some good golden nuggets. But let's not forget about our winning combo podcast co-host, VJ in Silicon, VJ in Silicon Valley. VJ, how are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful, Keith. And John, super excited to have you on the show. And if I got my facts right, I think you are the first founder slash entrepreneur on this show. So super excited to have you on board and uh, eager to have you share your advice and insights with the listeners. Oh, very cool. That's right. Another first for the first of the new year here. So this is excellent. So for all you listeners, we're going to make this show very impactful for you in three simple ways. So what we call our three power segments. First, John is going to share with a, a sales quote that has meant something to his career that you can gain some wisdom quickly and apply it to your own work. And then secondly, John's going to share a personal story on something he's learned in his career that you can learn from to apply those learnings to your own personal life and career. And then lastly, John's going to share a, a key marketing or sales best practice, like as a takeaway for you to remember and to uh, apply to your success. So that's the flow for today. Get ready, John. Is that still okay for you? And you ready to go? Sounds good. Let's do it. All right, here we go. Let's begin. This is the power quote segment. So uh, we're excited to hear what you got, John. Okay, so, so the the framework was uh, give us a, a sales uh, power quote. I, I think what I'd like to do is kind of flip the script and, and give you something that's really helped guide my career in management. And uh, this is something that I picked up early on. And for any manager that's ever worked with me uh, over the past 10 years, they've heard this a million times. And the quote is, people need to be reminded far more often than instructed. And uh, that was a quote by a um, poet and uh, uh, novelist named Samuel Johnson. I didn't even know that. That was something that I picked up from a former mentor. But ultimately what it means is um, you know, the, the life of a manager, the life of a, of a sales manager specifically can become very frustrating when you find yourself uh, saying the same thing over and over again. And it's really important to know that it's it's not that uh, your folks haven't learned it. Um, it's it's that they just need that reminder uh, to stay on track and to be following those best practices. So that'll be my quote 
people need to be reminded far more often than instructed. Oh, I love it. Thank you for that. And that's part of the beauty of the, of the show is obviously spontaneity. But all these quotes at the end of the day can help you as a sales or marketing leader and, and, and as a leader of your business. So thank you, for John, John, for that. I guess the first question I have, and this is to help those listeners who want to understand the nuance of that quote and what it means to you. So can you help from your perspective explain that quote on the difference between reminded versus instructed? Like you're told the same thing again, but in one way you're being reminded versus instructed. Like how do you see the nuance there and what that means to you and people? Right, absolutely. So, uh, and and we can at some time or another we can all think back about learning a new technique or uh, or way to approach a deal, um, and then you know give it uh, give it you know, as little as a, a week later, and you're doing things completely differently, and you're not following that coaching that you received or the best practices, or you've convinced yourself that uh, that there's a different way uh, to go about solving the problem, wherein. Um, what you've been instructed to do uh, or what you've been taught um, really is going to be the best way to go about it. So, you know, athletes are reviewing game tape. Um, salespeople are listening to their own calls. It's important to, as a manager, again, and this was a, a tip that was given to me as a, uh, as a manager of people, just to know that y- your, your people have heard you loud and clear. Um, that first time that you instructed them on how to do something, it's making sure that you're following up with them to ensure that they're creating best practices and habits on implementation. And that's really where the, that, the power of that quote lies. Oh, I love it. That reminds me of my basketball coach when I was a kid. He would say, when you jump up and shoot the ball, you got to flip your wrist like a cobra snap. And <laughs> you heard it, we were instructed. And then what happens an hour later, you, you don't do the cobra snap. And so to your point, it's always good. You've already taught them the best practice. So just remind them, hello, cobra snap, it will help you. So I get your point. I love it. Thank you for that. So VJ, what say you? Any questions or thoughts for John? Yeah, that, that's a fantastic quote, John. Uh, the reason why I say that is very often as marketers or even as a salesperson, we very well or very uh, a whole lot, a lot of times we just focus on the metrics versus the person behind the metrics. And it's a similar analogy that I see in this quote, right? As a people manager, it's important for you as a manager to view the person on your team as a person versus pushing them more and more on, hey, get this new deal done or implement this new practice, right? Versus important for you as a manager to remind them as, hey, first of all, think about why you're in this job, what got you excited when you came into this on day one, and what continues to keep you excited every day. I think that that piece is important. And thank you for sharing that great advice and quote. Yeah, you, you nailed it. You know, a, bi- a big part of this is making sure that uh, that as a manager, you're keeping your sanity too, right? So <laughs> know, knowing that, that, that that's just part of the job and you better get used to it and uh, your people are going to be better for it. So. Thank you, John. I love it. That's really nice. Is there anything else you want to add there? Or are you ready to shift gears, John? I'm good. Let's Let's keep moving. 
All right, we're going to shift gears into the second part of this podcast, and this is the personal story. So John's going to share something that he went through in his life that, uh, whether it's a success or failure that he's learned from, that we hope can be helpful to you in your career. So John, what would you like to share today? Yeah, uh, I, I, <laughs> I think I'm going to tell you about my first day as a salesperson. Um, it's it's a great story. I think it's got a powerful lesson in it too, and, and that'll dovetail nicely into my advice. But um, so for, uh, uh, to give you a little background, um, I had been a restaurant manager for five years, uh, and, uh, one day, you know, decided that it was time to, to switch careers and, and see if I can, uh, uh, raise the ceiling for my earning potential. And obviously sales is a great way to do that. And so I joined a local startup. I was uh, very, very confident in my ability to execute, uh, as an SDR. So I started out as a outbound uh, inside sales SDR uh, making you know, the job requirement was 150 dials a day. It was pretty simple messaging. And so on my first day, uh, I was with a, uh, a group of 10 others. Um, or, yeah, so we, we had 10 people starting out and we're in this room and we had to do a mock call. So we had already done role play and the first person goes and in hindsight, she did incredibly well. Uh, incredibly well, but to my ears, I'm hearing you know someone do it for the first time, and and uh, you know me uh, having a, a, a high view of of my <laughs> of what I'm capable of. Um, I'm sitting there thinking, okay, the bar's been set. I can blow this out of the water. And so um, I walk out. The it was my turn. We we're making calls from the desk, from your desk, into the uh, conference room with. The VP of sales was in there. Uh, all my peers were in there. And so the pressure's on. I put the headset on. And all of a sudden, those butterflies that we've all felt when we're making cold calls appeared. And it was not a um, familiar uh, feeling to me. And here I am thinking that this was just going to come natural. And in the role play, in this situation, the VP of sales lobbed a softball at me, right? I mean, it was, I should have been able to knock this out of the park. He was really, really doing me a favor. And here's, here's, here's what happened. Uh, I pick up, I managed to say my name. <laughs> um, I, I muttered the, the name of the product that we were pitching. And so uh, that, that was ShareFile. So I managed to get ShareFile out of my mouth. And then here's what everyone on the inside of the conference room heard. And, I, and hopefully you guys can hear it. This is the sound. And that was my head hitting the desk, oh. <laughs> followed by me muttering into the phone, fail. And, and I took this long, embarrassing walk back from my desk into this conference room filled with my peers, filled with this guy who hired me, who, who believed in me. And the whole time I'm thinking, wow, I really, I let this guy down right? I let this guy down. Everyone thinks that I'm a, it's going to think that I'm a failure. And I walk back into the room and everyone's kind of looking at me like, wow, this guy just blew it. What's, what's the, the boss going to say? And he, he didn't, he didn't really say too much. We, we reviewed like what the situation was. And then afterward he pulled me aside and he said, he said, uh, John, that's okay. And he said, honestly, I don't expect you to outsell everyone. He said, but I 100% expect you to out hustle everyone. 
And, and that's what I did. So that was, you know, day one within two hours, I got some great advice. John, you're not, you today are not going to outsell everyone and you need to get used to that. But the expectation is that you're going to earn it and that you're going to out hustle everyone. So that's what I did. I was the first one in, I was the last one to leave. I did that every day straight for months. And ultimately what happened was, uh, I sharpened my skills and I got better. And so, you know, as the the time and the effort was put in and the focus was applied, um, and I sharpened my skills, I did start to outsell everyone. And um, and then, you know, that way you could take your foot off the the gas a little bit, and not kill yourself, right, by being the first one in and the last one to leave. But the the moral of that story is, you know, don't have this expectation that you're going to knock it out of the park. Um, you're really going to set yourself up for failure if you do that. You need to focus on the fact that you're going to have to earn it. Uh, sales is very much a science. It's very much an art form. Uh, there are things that uh, don't come naturally to everyone, and um, you need to be prepared for that. Wow. That was an amazing lesson that you just shared, a reality there for everyone that it goes back to what we heard from Mark Adams. Uh, John, that was a wonderful story. And Mark Adams was one of our guests and said, hey, you can't control a lot of things out there, but you can control staying humble, staying hungry, and being the hardest working person in the room. And that's really relevant to what you said. And what I also liked about your story was the importance of sales as a science. And that's why best practices and scripts are so important. So you can get your confidence up because you already know the important things you want to say. And now it's about delivering that and being spontaneous around those key message points. So thank you for that. And I really appreciated what you said about coming in in the morning, being the first one there, last one to leave. It reminds me of Kobe Bryant, the famous uh, basketball player who said he'd be the hardest guy working on the court. He'd be the first one in the gym bouncing a thousand balls in the morning, and he'd be the last one leaving hitting 53 pointer shots. And I, I think the point goes, if you just did one hour a day extra work to your point, John, of coming in early, leaving later, you know, think about it. One hour a day, you do that for five days during the week. You got five hours of extra work. You do that for 52 weeks. Next thing you know, you put in 260 extra hours that year towards the results of your company and your business. So it makes a big difference. So thank you for, for that, John. I appreciate it. Um, what was the thing that, what was that thump? Did your head actually hit the desk? You didn't faint, did you? <laughs> no, I didn't faint. I didn't get hurt. I think it was more embarrassment, but that was my, my head hitting the desk. Oh, that's great. That's great. All right. Thank you for that. VJ, any questions for him or thoughts? Yeah. Phenomenal story, John. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, very authentic. Uh, you, portrayed and shared yourself, uh, shared the story when you're in a very vulnerable position and the whole lesson and the mentoring that you got from your VP of sales and your manager is phenomenal. I think that's great advice to our listeners. And frankly speaking, John, when you were talking through that story, it took me back to my days of my career evolution starting with as an engineer on day one or week one or month one, how I was struggling. I was not sure what I should be doing. And it just took me back to those days. And similarly, when you were sharing your story, it also took me to the multiple transitions when I started in new roles as a product manager, as a marketer, as a product marketer, right? We all go through those phases. 
So I think the main point is, yes, the day one story that he shared, John, it's applicable to each one of us almost on a regular basis. And it also reminds me of the famous, it's always day one at Amazon. It just makes us humble, makes us feel vulnerable, and also makes us feel grateful, reminds us to be grateful and thinking about, hey, you know what, it's a fresh start every day. So thank you for sharing that wonderful story, John. Yeah, and and you know the the nice thing about the view, or or the nice thing about the way that that story aligns with what I do today. So, um, as you guys are aware, over at RevGen, we hire and train uh, SDRs as as a big part of our business. So we're onboarding anywhere from eight to fourteen people every single month. And so I get to see this first month struggle again and again and again. And we've always said, you know, there's like there's 10% of people who are going to walk into this and they're going to be comfortable in in uh, understanding you know, the process for for cold outreach via phone calls. Um, there's going to be 10% of people that that maybe just aren't made for this. Right. Conceptually, like they're, they're just not going to be able to wrap their arms around it. And I think we do a really good job of of, uh, you know, distinguishing who those folks are bef- before they um, they get hired. But then there's that 80 uh, percent and that 80 percent can go either way. Uh, and, and it all comes down to to the focus that you put into it and to earning it. Right. Anybody in that 80 percent has the ability to be an A plus player. It's all about how you apply yourself. Right. And you can out hustle the competition. But at the same time, throughout that process, you need to be sharpening your skills and you need to be constantly looking for a better way to do it uh, and then applying that. So, yeah, it's uh, it's it's an interesting vantage point that I have to see these new sales reps coming through every single month. Um, and the struggle, that struggle is real. So uh, yeah, it fits well. Thank you, John. Yeah, you, I, I commend you because you've done one of the hardest jobs on the planet, which is you know, the fear of the phone or the fear of cold calls, calling someone you don't know and trying to sell something. It's just such a difficult thing. And if you could do that, you could do anything. So I really commend you on that. It reminds me of my radio sales day back in New York when I was trying to sell radio airtime by using the yellow pages and driving around the businesses and walking in saying, you want to buy some radio time? You know, Talk about a hard job. Um, really quick, John, before we move on, I'm just curious uh, on your your story, looking back on it, what, what could you or what would you have done differently to get a different result or do you, it was what it was? I'm just curious what your perspective is on that. You know, I'm, I'm actually really glad that that experience happened. Um, you know, in hindsight, knowing what I know now, uh, preparation would have been good, but you don't know uh, what you don't know. And, um, you know, with that, I was fortunate enough to be in an organization that very much cared about uh, personal and professional development. And so those resources were there. It was then up to me to to take those resources and run with it. Uh, but it, hindsight, I would say um, a, a level of preparation within anything that you do can go a long way, uh, whether it's um, presentations, demonstrations, uh, your pitch on a cold call, uh, public speaking, right? If you take the time to sit down and map out exactly what message you'd like to get across, how you'd like to get it across, uh, that will um, go a very long way. But yeah, no, I wouldn't trade that experience, that story for anything. I mean, it, it helped very much shape the salesperson that I am today. Wonderful. Thank you. Yeah, there you are, listeners. Hope you enjoyed that. So in essence, any setback you have, any quote unquote failure, look at it as just a stepping stone to your greater success. And we always remember that uh, success is really where preparation and opportunity 
meet is where they intersect. So if you're always prepared and you, then the opportunity comes about, you'll have better success. And also think about it as a prepared mind is a successful mind. And so I guess at the bottom line, preparation is key uh, with that too. So thank you so much, John. We're, we're going to shift gears here now and move into now what's our best practice uh, takeaway point. This is an opportunity for John to share something with you as a, a best practice that you can implement to your life for your own success. So John, are you ready to share something here? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, we've, we've, we're recently talking about this here with, uh, with our team. Um, basically what it comes down to is uh, if you've heard the term fake it till you make it, don't do that. <laughs> Whatever you do, don't fake it till you make it. Um, it it's, it, it's a level of confidence that you need to find by making it and also being able to take a step back and humbly and respectfully telling the prospect or the customer or whoever it is that you're communicating with that you may not have the answer to that, but that you're happy to find out and get that information back to them. You know, we as, we as individuals in our daily lives, I think, are becoming uh, or, or are wired to be skeptical of salespeople. And there's a level of trust that needs to be uh, built throughout your interactions, whether they're short, such as going in and buying a pair of shoes, right, or a long sales process where uh, whatever solution that, the, that you're introducing to the client may change the landscape of their business. In all of that, um, if you break that trust by trying to BS someone or dance around uh, a question that was asked, um, you're really putting yourself at a disadvantage. So uh, best practice here, um, humbly accept things that you don't know, but also then make sure that that's the last time that you don't know it. It's okay to make a mistake. It's okay to not know something. It's not okay for it to happen to you twice. So don't fake it till you make it. Earn it and make it. Oh, yeah. Beautiful. Very, very good. Uh, best practice takeaway you can apply to your life immediately for all your listeners out there. I guess the key here is, yeah, don't BS. It's okay to say, oh, that's a great question. I don't know, but I will promise to find out and get back to you. And then guess what? You open up an opportunity to show your perspective prospective client that you do follow up. So when you do write a note and say, Hey, thanks for the call today. I know we had this one outstanding question. I found out the answer. Here it is. And that's all part of the sales cycle that shows that you're reliable. It shows that you're humble and you're hardworking and that you're diligent. So I love that, John, and, and how that, that plays in. And so the key is don't, don't BS, uh, just, just, uh, be honest and then show uh, diligence and follow up to, to show that you're a capable, smart person who will take care of the client and put them first. Um, VJ, any questions or thoughts for, for John on that? Yeah, so great uh, takeaway there for all of us, John. I think it's it's very important, especially when you're in sales, it's important to build that trust with your prospect or your customer, right? That's a very important aspect and key component of the sales. Uh, and for those of you who are really researching and figuring out how to grow as a sales leader, or even as a sales individual, it, boil, it all boils down to how much value are you delivering to your customers? And as part of that, building trust is key. And if you are really sincere in building the trust, I think it's important for you to accept and admit that you don't know what you don't know right now. That That's okay. It's okay to say that. So I think you've given all those folks in sales the license to say that you don't know. And that that's a great takeaway here. A question for you, John. So why do you think uh, people tend to 
fake it? I mean, why do you think people are afraid to admit that they don't know? I think you got uh, a great opportunity and you got a great vantage point because of your training uh, as, as a trainer and as well as a uh, training institute so why do you think it's it's people still can't do it or what advice would you have for people to avoid this yeah i think sometimes uh individuals get in their head like the certain perception of what a professional salesperson is and oftentimes that's you know this person knows everything or should know everything and then the other thing is no one ever wants to come across as as um undereducated or or uh or stupid right and um and what we don't realize though is that if we try to fake it or or if we try to bs our way around a question people pick up on that and it and it does the opposite of what we're intending to do so i don't think most people do it uh maliciously or do it intentionally i think it's this like mentality of hey i should know this so let me see if i can spin it rather than very quickly and concisely letting the person know that hey this is just information that i don't have right now but i'm happy to get it to you and uh, and I'll follow up with an email. Yeah, I, I think that's spot on. It's, it's just giving that permission or the license for salespeople to know that it, it's okay. It's very important to accept and admit that you don't know everything all the time and it's okay to say no. But at the same time, be sincere in the due diligence and follow up and getting back to the client. And you know, an interesting thing uh, here that goes along with that is that, you know, again, I get to see a lot of people in like their first month of their career, second month or whatever it may be. And, you know, they're stepping into a product that they don't know. They're stepping into a new career that they don't know. They're stepping into a a new industry, maybe uh, that, that they're not familiar with. And, um, being humble and making the unconscious conscious uh, and and communicating well with the prospects that 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 uh, transparency goes a long way because you know what the, that prospect that you have especially for people in their first job or switching careers that prospect at some point was in your shoes too right or or they have a loved one that's like you know just graduated college and and is launching a new career or whatever it may be and so they appreciate that and more often than not when you're humble that way or or you let them know like hey listen this is actually my first month on the job I'm just, you know, I don't know the answer to that, but I'll find out. And um, all I know is that, you know, I'm really excited about the company and and that we're we're doing great things. Uh, you know, when they hear that, they appreciate it. And more often than not, they're they're then going to try to help you rather than throw another objection at you. So it's really interesting how that works. Yep, fantastic, great stuff, John. Thank you once again. Yeah, John, thank you. This is great. So we are now in the closing of our podcast. This has just been wonderful. Hopefully you're taking notes and applying and have the opportunity to apply a lot of this today. We're going to move into our summary. And this is where BJ will start with kind of the top three things that stood out to him the most from the podcast. I'll share a few things and we'll give John the final word. Uh, before we go into this final summary, John, is there anything else you wanted to add that we didn't um, get to today so far in the podcast? Oh, I think I'm I think I'm good. Let's let's summarize. We'll wrap it up. All right. Right, here we go. It's the summary part of the podcast. And BJ, let's start with you. What are maybe three things that stood out to you the most today? All right. So here is the magic three for me and for the listeners. Number one, it's uh, important for people to be reminded versus being instructed. I think that that's a great takeaway for all our listeners, be it whether you're an individual contributor or as a people manager is a great takeaway for 
you to just just be reminded and remind the folks on your team. So that's one. The second takeaway is important that you put in the hard work and remind yourself to always hustle. Just put in that effort and it's just a matter of time before results show up, right? So that's the second one. And the third one I would say is important if you're, especially if you're in your sales role, be sincere, be honest, and it's okay to admit and say that you don't know and you will get back. It's absolutely fine. You have the permission and the license to do that. There you go, the top three. Wow, yeah, those uh, are the big, the big takeaways from the quote today, his own, per John's personal story and the best practice. Uh, I just really loved uh, the part, especially near the ending, John, when you re- referenced about how people really appreciate when you're authentic, when you're relatable, and the fact that, hey, I'm new on the job, I love this product, we're doing great things with it, but I just don't know that yet, can I get back to you? And you'll find that people will often understand and be like, I was in your shoes once and they'll appreciate that. And you you might even find them trying to be more helpful to you because not to say that they feel bad for you, but people have sympathy and empathy for people and they know that everyone's trying to do their, their darnest. So I love that. And and to John's point, it's all about building that level of trust. And I, I think I'll conclude my part with what one thing you said, John, that really stood out. And I like the way you just say, hey, be the first one in the morning, the last one to leave. I mean, at the end of the day, it talks about that hard work point, but I think that that says it all. So John, is there anything else you'd like to share in the last word here on some key things you want our listeners to walk away from today? You know, I'd just like to thank you guys for having me. I appreciate what you're doing for the sales community. Things like this are really important to uh, uh, people trying to develop themselves as sales professionals. And, you know, I'd say the the main thing is, again, um, the information's out there. You've got more control over your destiny than you think you do. And you just got to earn it. So, you know, be the 80% that uh, that chooses to, uh, or be part of that 80% that chooses to succeed. And you can find a lot of success in a career in sales. Well, this is great, John. I really appreciate you being part of our new year, 2020, first episode and our first uh, leader and entrepreneur. And we recommend everyone check out RevGen. It's just a great company here in, in, in the Triangle. And John, thanks for being part of the winning combo podcast it's been an honor and joy to have you and you gave our listeners some great insight and thank you all you listeners for listening to our podcast the winning combo we hope you enjoyed it and that it's helpful to you and your sales and marketing career yeah thank you john i mean uh fabulous and authentic stories uh, and uh, it's always a great joy for us as well as for our listeners to hear from authentic people so thank you appreciate all that you've done uh, and all that you're doing and for all our listeners Thank you once again and a happy 2020 and here is to a greater marketing and sales success for all of you. So stay tuned for the next show and follow the winning combo on LinkedIn, Twitter and Facebook. Until next time, keep learning and keep winning. Happy 2020. Thanks for listening to the podcast, The Winning Combo, your home for wisdom on marketing and sales success. Featuring your host, Keith Washoe from Research Triangle Park, North Carolina, and Vijay Damojaprabhu from Silicon Valley, California. Stay tuned for the next show and follow The Winning Combo on LinkedIn, Twitter, and Facebook for free content and the latest podcast episodes to help you be a winner.